0: Welcome back. So this week we have another great topic with the holidays just around the corner. Um, this is definitely a big time that people are getting um, thinking about getting dogs for their family or including them um, in the family. So we want to talk about um um oops, sorry, we want to talk about choosing the right dog for a busy family, because everyone's busy these days. um, And if you're thinking about getting a dog, um, a lot of times we like, you know, start to look for dogs and look for cuteness and things like that. And that's the first, you know, ideally the first thing we, when we see a dog, we're like, oh, how cute or whatever. And then we read the details and stuff. But if you're a busy family, there's some factors that you want to consider if you're going to bring a new dog into your home. So when you got Archie, what are some of the things that you thought about um, before you considered getting a dog?
1: Uh, we thought about, you know, how much activity he needs, yep. um, temperament because we, mm-hmm. have, we didn't have our daughter yet. So we want to have kids and so that temperament. And then also, um, we also want to make sure that we have some family members that have allergies. So we looked at like, so you no, know, mm-hmm. not everyone, that's not a concern for everyone, but that's something that we we're looking for. Yes. And then really just, uh, my wife really had a big, wanted to get a bigger dog or medium to big dog so size wide mm-hmm. those are the main things we yeah. at and sort of like considered when we're looking through things as far as like mm-hmm. what breed and what type of dog to get
0: Exactly. So Scott's absolutely right. Like you look at the size, you look at, you know, the breed type. There's a lot of things that go into choosing the right dog, especially if you're a busy family. So I just want to touch base on some of those things. Um, so you can start thinking about these things before you're choosing a dog. I know everyone loves to bring in a dog for, you know, the holidays and things like that. So let's just jump in and start going through them. So if you're talking about the size of a dog, okay, you want to take a few things into consideration. So you wanna um if you uh you want to ask yourself or you would know, I wouldn't know. Do you live in a small apartment or do you live in a house? You definitely wanna take size into consideration if you're talking about the size of your house or the size of your apartment. So you don't wanna get like a big dog, like a Bernice mountain dog and have it in the apartment. So you definitely wanna take size into consideration um, when you're uh, you're looking at a dog. And so as I go through these, I want you to keep in mind as well. So um, if you're thinking, oh man, she just said size and you know, I do have an apartment, I was going to get a Bernice mountain dog. So I, I encourage you to challenge yourself to think, what is it about the Bernice mountain dog that you like? Because you may be able to find that in a smaller breed dog. That's all. Okay. Or if
1: you if you really need to get a bigger dog. You have a smaller space. You really uh-huh. have to hundred percent, a thousand percent commit to getting that dog out for a exactly. exactly. Doing a lot of things like you had, that has to be your lifestyle too. You can't be the person who just like binges Netflix like, seven days a week Absolutely, that big dog is not going to like you too much at
0: that point. Exactly, so Scott's absolutely right. We're not saying you can't have a big dog in an apartment, but you have to commit to what their needs are in order to keep that dog in an apartment, that's all. So make sure you're up to par and you're um, ready to take that on. And that goes along with asking yourself, do you have enough space in your apartment for a large dog? Um, And also the next question I was gonna say to ask yourself, are you willing to accommodate that dog? And it's exactly what Scott was talking about. So just keep that in mind when you're choosing a dog, um, all the size options. Again, the next thing we was talking about is the schedule keep your schedule in mind. So we're talking about busy families here. If you're already busy with the kids then, or, or just busy in, in life, so you don't have kids, you're just busy in general, everyone's busy. You wanna take that in consideration. So if you're getting a breed that does require a lot of exercise or a lot of your attention, maybe that may not be the breed for you, or like Scott said, make sure you're willing to um, you know, accommodate that dog um, for their needs. If you're going to get a dog that, you know, with a busy schedule, that's all. And one of the ways um, I love working with families is that I come in, because a lot of times I, you know, when people do get dogs, like I said, maybe they, you know, I'm a dog trainer. So I kind of know, and that's why I'm speaking to you guys today to kind of tell you like, Things to think about, but part of me coming into the homes is working through a schedule with the families because you know they get the dogs and then they're like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize how much work this was going to be. What do you know? I do, and I'm like, no, Fred, I'm here, and I actually get sit down with you and go through a schedule that would be um, good for both the family and the dog. So you just want to make sure you're taking a look at your schedule and making sure you have enough free time, not only to take care of the dog, but to make sure you have enough time to train the um, dog properly because that's gonna um, we having on the dog um, long-term in the future. Um, so just make sure. <laughs> all right. And then next thing you want to talk about, we want to talk about is the activity level of the dog. Each dog um, requires a different level of activity. And going back to um, talking about um, the size of the dog and the schedule and all that, um, we when talking about the activity level, Um, the age, not sorry, let's talk about the age of the dog, okay? So if you're getting a puppy, just know, puppies are cute and everything. So there's a few positives to getting a puppy is that, okay, they're puppies. Usually you get them from a breeder or maybe you get them um, from a shelter, but they don't have that history with them. And so they don't have like any like negative behaviors aside from the normal puppy behaviors that just comes along with having a puppy. So you actually know what you're getting. And that's perfect for um, a family that may have kids Um, Just because, you know, kids and dogs, you want to make sure they're safe. And, you know, a lot of the times if you get a dog that's older from a shelter, you don't know their history. Even if you get them, whatever it says on a website, they don't know really the history unless someone actually brought them in and, you know, just surrendering them. But they're getting the dogs off the street. You just don't know. And if you're starting to put that in with like kids and family, it can be like a touchy kind of thing. But not not saying you can't, you just want to make sure you're doing your due diligence, doing your homework and making sure you're studying up on the dog but at the same time if you're getting a puppy with kids in the home that can be a tremendous amount of work yeah. Yeah, <laughs> especially so, if you okay, have a car work for those said, months, yes
1: right like if to submit you definitely have to sign up you know what you're signing up for those six months 16 months yeah just bank those months those months you're not going to be doing much just puppy work obviously whatever you do with your kids but uh and one yeah. thing like you're saying is like If you are going to take a dog from a shelter, much better if you have had dogs in the past. If you're a brand new dog owner, we were a brand new dog owners. We hadn't had a a puppy and we hadn't been really gone through any training. So we're like, Uh you know, a newer, like a puppy makes more sense because then we can learn. I'd be scared to take on like a dog from a shelter because if they do have those other issues, no, we don't have the background. We have never had that experience. So it's an even bigger hurdle to climb, I find, with the one you're brand new right so versus exactly. our experience
0: And then from my experience, I had kind of both ends where my first dog prior to me becoming a dog trainer, I got from a shelter and I I, I didn't know any of these questions to ask. I was just like, oh my gosh, he's a puppy. He's so cute. Let's get him. And he's six now and he's like the best dog in the world. But I, you know, I did at the time, my daughter was like five. She was pretty good with the dog, but we did have all those puppy challenges and I was not a trainer at the time. So it was very overwhelming. And he's actually the fact, the reason why I became a dog trainer. China, that's a whole nother story yes. but i did not know the time commitment my aunt tried to tell me like pam you're getting a puppy it's like having another baby and i'm like no don't compare it to a baby but it really was <laughs> yeah. it really was and so that's why i want to come into your homes and help you you know if you have new puppies i'm you know my whole thing is families with puppies and kids and getting them all on the right track because i know it can be an overwhelming experience even if you're not adopting a puppy like i said i um pal came for a rescue my second dog francesca i actually got from a breeder when i was a dog trainer so i did all the research you know i know she was i know she was socialized a uh, pretty much potty trained she came in i still had the same puppy whoa so people think just because you're a dog trainer um your dog's perfect but we still have to train a dog and dog go through all exactly some days <laughs> over here like francesca <laughs> you know Right, I still have to go, but I took all that into consideration. Even if you do take all this into consideration, just know you're still gonna go through some bumps through the road, kind of figure out the kinks, what makes sense for your life and your dog, but it, just having these in mind will help you choose the right dog. Um, and also back to activity level, um, what I want you to ensure when you're choosing the activity level of the dog is yes, um, you wanna make sure that you can provide the proper activity level for the dog, but let's be realistic here. I know myself, uh, aside from training, trainer, I do get a lot of activity in, but I love being a couch potato. If you're a couch potato, then you wanna choose a dog that's a couch potato too. Very or nice. does it require, let's be realistic, you know? And not saying you can't, you know, accommodate the dog, but I think a lot of times we're so excited, like even the process of getting a new dog is so exciting. And then we're like, okay, I know I'll do this when I get the dog. I know I'll do that. You get the dog, a few months go by and then you're back to your normal routine. So it's like, just be realistic with yourself. Mm-hmm. In the long term, dogs last, um, dogs um, live 10 to 15 years. So this is a long haul game. And so I'm gonna do this 10 to 15 years from now. Think about it that way. Don't think about the short term. So think of activity level in that sense. Um, also, moving on to breed, as Scott was saying, um, choosing the right breed for your family, um, some people do have allergies. And I like what Scott said about not, he, he chose a dog that was hypoallergenic for his family, but he also chose it because he knew there are other people in his family that may have allergies. So um, if you—if there's other people outside your immediate family that comes over all the time, you might want to take your breed consideration into that as well. So I know um, I work with a lot of families where the grandparents will come in and, you know, they'll you know help with the kids and stuff but then you have the puppy that's just a a lot of work and the grandparents like hey i'll watch the kids with the puppy Eh, eh." (laughs) no 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 so take the grandparents or whoever's coming over the nanny or whatever to watch the kids in consideration when you're getting a dog because they're going to have to take care of them too um we talked about age a little bit having a um puppy which may be a lot more um involvement um, to begin with, but if you get an older dog, um, not they may be a little bit easier, per se, but you may not always know the history, and I did adopt a senior dog, so I had, you know, I did the puppy, I did the rescue first with a puppy, I did the breeder, and then during COVID, I adopted a senior dog, she was seven, and that goes, that has its own um, set of hurdles, you know, because again, she was a little bit slower, but she didn't require a lot of walks, and you know, so it, just the family dynamics of the senior dog's a little bit different, so take that all in consideration. And last but not least, we talked about it before the history of the dog and that's gonna be so, so important. And I'm a big advocate of early socialization. And so when you're talking about the history and especially when you're talking about um, the history of a dog and you have kids in a home, a lot of people do have kids. Um, you wanna make sure they don't have like a bite history. You wanna make sure the dogs are very good with kids. I know Goldens are good with kids. Sheepdogs are good with kids as well. So just look at the family oriented dogs breeds that are good. Not saying that you can't get another breed. I've seen other dogs that are claimed to be not good, um, fairly breeds. I have worked with families with Rottweilers, which has like sometimes that kind of bad thing, yeah. you know, wrapped in pit bulls, which are wonderful too. So not saying you can't just keep that all in mind. That's all. So I hope you're able to gain some good insight as in how to choose a dog for your busy family and take these things with you. If you have any questions, you can always reach out. We always have the 20 for 20 available. So if you have one question, I can give you one answer. If, you, if Even if you're getting a dog and you're kind of like, ah, I don't really know where to start. You can contact me. I love when, uh, you know, families reach out to me in the very beginning when they're thinking about it. And I like to stay with them through the whole entire process and onboard them for training and just stay with them throughout the first year and hopefully for a lifetime if that makes sense for your family. So um, that's all I have. Um, Scott, do you have anything else to piggyback off
1: of? That's pretty much it. Like if yeah. you don't always have time to watch our lives, you can check us out on our podcast. So Spotify, mm-hmm. Apple, Stitcher, all those good places. we just search for Down for Pause. You'll be able to find the podcast there. All mm-hmm. our, our whole catalog of lives are up there right now. So you can yes. check it if you want to see anything back or you want to watch this or listen to this later on in your car or whatnot. Go check it out. That should be up in a day or two. And
0: then one more thing. So. Coding your canine. If you're interested in learning about all things dog, there's this summit that's taking place next Monday. It is pre-recorded. It is free, so you can just register for it, sign up, watch it at your own free, um, watch it at your own pace. I myself will be in the summit talking about the importance of early socialization with your dog, and some of the stuff we touched on today. Sure. So um, we can drop that link in the comments, and so you guys can register for that event on Monday. I would love you guys. Um, um, register and sign up. If you have any questions about that, you can also drop those in the comments or reach out as well. Definitely. But other than that, we'll see you Definitely. next week. See you, everyone. Bye. Bye.